0: Well, I made it. Made it. We are live. We are in uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin at WKTY at Sports Radio 580 AM. And uh, they got the 96.7 FM signal here as well. And uh, good, to, good to be back in La Crosse. Tonight we got the Bill Michaels Huddle. We're going to be at Flipside Pub and Grill. Uh, live later on this evening, 6 to 8 tonight. So we're looking forward to that. But, uh, man, it was treacherous getting out here. Woof. It was tough getting out here last night. Um Uh, left the house yesterday about 30 minutes after we got off the air, got on the highway, and I got on the highway for all of about two miles and the highway was shut down. There was a tractor trailer that had rolled over. There were cranes. There were ambulances. There was fire department um, trying to get this thing back up right had blocked the entire westbound uh, section of 94 just beyond the Pewaukee exit. So you had to kind of get off and circle your way around and then get back on the highway. And it was uh it was it was not fun until I got to the Madison area then it it pretty much opened up, and they had salted extremely well and i I did great and then you got to the dells, and all of a sudden it was all over the place, you know fish tailing and sliding and you know and i it it you get a couple of those moments where you get that that like uh you break out in the sweat and you get the heart palpitation. I had a couple of those yesterday driving out here. And I uh, ended up uh, stopping off in the Dells. I, I hit a quick trip. I just went to a quick trip and got out of the car and just breathed. Just a big, whoo, and uh, then I regathered myself, got back in and finished the drive and made it out here last night. About what normally is about two hours and 40 minutes took me about four and a half hours yesterday to get here. But I got here, had a great time last night, met up with a really good friend of mine, Mark, who works over at Quick Trip. And uh, him and I had dinner over at Buzzer Billy's last night. We had a, a great time. Uh, and I just I kept thinking about that uh, beer cheese soup that they have, which was fantastic. And I stopped out there, went to Buzzer Billy's, got into the hotel last night, and just crashed. And uh, feel great today. Don't sound great, but feel so much better. So uh, good to be back on lacrosse and excited for tonight as well. Uh, the Packers back in the practice field today. And in case you missed it yesterday, in case you missed it yesterday, uh mike clemens was on with us uh, which is not the norm for mike to join us on a tuesday but in case you missed it in the last hour of the show we're going to play that back this morning so we're going to get into that discussion coming up here in just a little bit about kind of breaking some things down and uh, moving forward with this team at lafleur and uh, the packers back in the practice field today and uh, they will be uh, talking later on this afternoon we're going to hear a lot of that during the uh, the huddle coming up later on this evening so that's coming up in the meantime Luke Getze, the vaunted quarterbacks coach for the Green Bay Packers, now the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears, now the former offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears, Uh, him and some of the offensive staff have been fired. And you kept waiting. You wanted to see what was going to happen after that. The Bears are keeping Matt Eberflus. And what that tells me is that they are keeping Justin Fields. I think they're deciding they're going to keep... Now, I could be wrong, but if you were going to fire Matt Eberflus and you were going to get rid of Justin Fields and move on and go to Caleb Williams, why would you keep Eberflus around? Now, Eberflus is more of a defensive coordinator than an offensive guy, but maybe they just have a... I don't know. I can't read what's going on. And And then again... You know, I, I mean, I know Eberflus did a pretty good job in kind of gathering the team down the stretch and the amount to, that they had won. They won 7 of their, or five of their last seven and such. But I, I can't imagine if you're the Bears, why in the world would you keep Matt Eberflus, then get Caleb Williams, and then if things don't work out, you're firing Eberflus and bringing in an entirely new staff again. It doesn't make sense. So logic would tell you, that they're keeping Justin Fields. However, as uh, I was on the phone this morning with a buddy of mine, uh, once I got set up here, uh, he said, "Hey, the Bears don't do anything logical. They just seemingly at times they they kind of they're like a, a ship without a rudder. They just kind of meander around." And then they do things, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. They have a rhyme and reason, but it it, it doesn't overall. It, it's not like big-picture sense. It's like microscopic sense. And so they just keep meandering through the, the murky water and keep running aground, and, which is fine with me. But you would kind of figure that you wouldn't – because if things go bad next year and you draft Caleb Williams, why then are you going to then have – Eberflus get fired, and you're going to bring in yet another offensive staff. But that being said, that's not our worry, right? That's not our worry. Uh, I got some stuff today that I want to get into, and uh, I want to do some reassessment today because I think it's fair. I think it's fair, and I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't. So we're going to do some reassessment today. We're going to get into that. Um, also, there's a poll question. Poll question today. Don't do a lot of them, but poll question today. Over on uh, Twitter, on X. Uh, so, if the Packers get knocked off on Sunday, and that's an if. Okay, I'm not saying they will, but that's an if. What would the most likely reason be? Matt LaFleur, Joe Barry, Jordan Love, or other? It's kind of like those three or the field, right? And uh, And... and you got to think, because in, in the other, it could be just that Dallas is just that much better, much of a better team, right? Packers just get out talented. That's understandable. But but the vitriol for Joe Barry still stands with the poll question, and we're only, God, I just, I posted it a little while ago and never really kind of announced it, but already with 417 votes in 23 hours, you have to go 84%. Uh, plus say the reason they would lose this game is because of Joe Barry. There's 10% of you that I thought, uh, cause I wanted to throw it out there. I thought there's a lot of reasons. It could be turnovers, you know, something that's unforeseen, you know, a couple of turnovers, a couple of balls tipped in the air, you know, something like that. Or maybe just Dak Prescott's on, man. He's threading the needle and guys are playing tight coverage, but he's just putting it where, where they ain't. And, uh, but no, it's, it's Joe Barry in that defense, man. So. Uh, anyway, if you want to chime in, you can. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can follow Grant Bills, at Wisco Grant, at Wisco Grant, uh, over on Twitter as well. And uh, if you want to get a hold of the program, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Find us there. And you can also track us down on uh, on Instagram, simply uh, the Bill Michaels Show on Instagram, the Bill Michaels Show on Instagram. Uh, You can find us on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michael's show. YouTube.com slash Bill Michael's show. You can find us there on Twitch TV, Kick TV. You can find us on the the LinkedIn uh, TV side as well. uh, Over uh, on Instagram live, we're there. So plenty of places to find us. Same thing on TikTok. If you want to find us on TikTok, The Bill Michaels Show on TikTok as well. Email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That's thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And uh, then plenty of ways to track down the program after the fact. Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, wherever you get your local podcasts, favorite podcasts, all that kind of good stuff. And you can always track us down on the Zone app. The Zone Madison, this, which, by the way, I was happy to hear last night that people use, which was really cool. I, I love it when they download it and they say, hey, I'm driving in the car and don't have time to find YouTube or whatever. Go right to the Zone app. So this, download the app. Take us anywhere and everywhere. Download the app, The Zone, the Z-O-N-E, Zone Madison, and you can find us there
1: as well. Grant Bills, how are you doing today? You made it back and forth okay in the Great White Death? I made it back and forth okay. Just have to drive a little slower. I um, I'm impressed with you, Bill, because a lot of people, I was talking to a couple friends last night, you know, work from home. Everyone's, you know, avoiding the commute, and you're like, no, 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 I'm going to drive across the entire state. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to lacrosse tonight. As many people work from home, so respect to you. But yeah, my my trip was a little slower, but not too bad getting home last night.
0: I don't know if I'd do it again. I'll be <laughs> honest. I I the I don't know because the my temperature gauge in my car read 31, 32 degrees the entire way out here, and what looked like clear roads, I was sliding all over the place. I don't know if they weren't treating the roads with salt right away. If they were just plowing them. Uh, and it was freezing or something. I don't know. I, I have, I've never experienced where the car had no grip, where I was literally just felt like I was driving on ice. Never experienced that before. And it was for, it was, I did, there was a section of the highway between, you know, when 39 goes north, when you get above, you know, you're heading like towards the Dells and you yep. go up. Okay. And then 39 goes north. The minute I got past 39, it was like, boom, hit a sheet of ice. And it was that way all the way through the Dells, all the way through the Dells. I've never driven, because I, I put my hazards on, and I was doing probably about 40, 45 miles an hour, and the trucks were flying past, but cars were slow, too. I've never experienced anything like that, where you just felt like you... You had absolutely really no control over your car. You just gave it enough gas to get it moving and then took your foot off the gas. And a lot of people don't realize that. You just take your foot off the gas and let your tires grip the whatever, and it just rolls. You know, it won't slide. It'll just roll. And I just kept doing that. I got great, great gas mileage coming out here. I got 27 miles of a gallon. So I was, I was happy. But I've never driven on anything like that before. I don't know if, I, if I'd do that again. It's nice to know I can if I have to. But that was – and I, I drive a Genesis, for people that don't know. I drive a Genesis, an all-wheel drive Genesis. And I, and I just got brand-new tires put on it. I don't – I've never felt anything like that, where I just felt like I had absolutely no control of my car. So it was, it was kind of harrowing. But, but it, was, it was good to get – when I got here last night – uh, I, I, my, my hotel's, uh, right, well, you know where the Charmont is. Mm-hmm. Right downtown. So the Charmont's right, right, right across from the radio station, where I'm at, and a block and a half, two blocks away from Buzzer Billy's, so I went and uh, dropped my car off at the Charmont and walked over to Buzzer Billy's. I got to Buzzer Billy's and did that, <sighs> and then let the beers flow, man, and I, I've been sick, so normally you don't drink, but I, last night, yeah, I was like four or five beers deep into that night. I was... That was. Uh, I'm gonna go back with a buzz. I'm gonna crash. I'm gonna go to sleep, take my uh, Alka Seltzer and, and my meds for my head, and pfft, off I went. I, <laughs> that was uh, that was a drive out. Once I got to Toma, it was fine. It was perfect. They they did a great job out in this direction cleaning everything up.
1: You know, it's so. it's. It's funny. That's maybe one of the best beers you'll ever have. Is a car ride where you can't relax for whatever yeah. reason because you were white knuckling, you were you were focused and and not able to relax for an entire car ride, and then to get to Lacrosse, which is just a, an outstanding relaxing place in general, and to sit down and yeah. just crack a beer. I, I'm jealous yep. of how good that beer must have tasted last night. Uh, it was unbelievable.
0: I have to admit, it was unbelievable. I uh, Mark and I sat and we just talked, uh, and I've known Mark for got 25 years. We got hired at TMJ together. Uh, years ago so we, we were catching up and I've known Mark I mean Mark works out here at Quick Trip but um, we just kind of sat and BS'd and, and just you know sh- shot the stuff about old times and we had some business to talk about and everything but uh, just I had that beer cheese soup which was nice and hot and they had one of the basketball games they had Duke up uh, in North I was Duke and Kentucky Kentucky was the other one I was watching both of those basketball games and she just she'd like walk past and I <laughs> <laughs> she'd walk past, she goes, how is everything? I'd say, I need another beer. She'd go, okay, great. And then she'd bring me a beer, and uh, and she walked back, you know, and we're sitting there talking, and then she goes by and she goes, how, how's everything still tasting okay? And I had maybe three bites out of my soup gum. but I, I need another beer. Yeah, I, I could use another beer. So, so it's like four beers in, I think she's looking at me going like, are you just dumping them on the floor or what, you know? So, but uh, it was that kind of night. So you, I, had, I had a great time.
1: You go. I had a long drive. Did you see? Yeah. Um. So there's 608 Brewing in Lacrosse. They just put out a a limited run of this beer called Hot for Chancellor. And if you haven't if you haven't seen the pictures of the can, <laughs> I have. I have to send you the picture. A buddy of mine that lived in Lacrosse said he went in there yesterday and bought a bunch of packs, and they sold out in like 15 minutes. Like it was gone. Really? Like that. And he says he's flipping them for. It's everyone has an unemployed friend. This is my friend that like never has a normal job. Like he'll buy a bunch of beer and flip it and then brag about how he's making money. It's like, dude, you could just get a nine to five. Like you don't, you don't have to be running deals like this. But I got to send you pictures of this beer. It is hilarious, and I'm bummed that it's already sold out. (laughs) Uh, It's funny because somebody just asked me about that uh, on the the live
0: stream. They asked me if I I got that the chancellor. Oh, my buddy Chris, as a matter of fact, who Chris, by the way, who is a Dallas Cowboys fan. And uh, kudos to you, Chris, for your Cowboys getting back into the postseason. He said, did you get the Chancellor beer, the new beer uh, brewed in Lacrosse?" No, I haven't. I didn't see it. Uh, last night I had, actually, I had uh, a Cider Boys when I got I had two Cider Boys when I got here. And then uh, what did I have after? I had, uh, um, they, they had a couple of uh, local brews out here on tap that Mark was drinking. So I had one of those, so, or two of those. And then I had, uh, after that, to wash it all down, I had a, a good old-fashioned spotted cow. So did that. But yeah, absolutely. Uh eight seven seven, eight six seven, sixteen seventy yes. Send me the picture of that. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I my assumption is I can only see, imagine what the can is Because oh boy. There it is. Uh <laughs> It's a pretty good design. It, it yeah. it's funny.
1: This rules.
0: Yeah, the fruited sour. I like that. The fruited sour from the six oh eight brewing company. Uh yeah. For the uh in honor of uh now I can only uh, imagine it's in honor of the uh the def- the
1: defunct chancellor from here all right i almost said senator chancellor although i'm sure senators have done weird stuff like that too yeah chancellor joe gao uh, yeah. former chancellor joe gao yeah
0: right yeah okay <laughs> uh there we go uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. uh if you want to hit us up uh, please feel free to go ahead and do so uh, so sunday we are going to have the watch party uh, live at a nice ash because uh, we're going to be in Waukesha. Ebon, uh
1: Rowdy, where are they going to be? Uh for the game this weekend. I and
2: this yeah,
0: makes me watch a, party, and they're going to be on the air.
1: This makes me a bad coworker. Uh, I don't know. Let me. I'm okay. sure they tweeted something about it because well, they
0: were talking about it this morning. And so now,
1: uh, what are you doing on Sunday? I don't have any plans. We're going to go to I'm going to be in Madison this weekend. We're going to a bluegrass festival on Saturday, but Sunday I don't have any plans.
0: Okay. because I I wasn't sure because I throw it threw it out there. If you want to come into Waukesha, let me know. Uh, But I told I told Ebo, I said, hey, if uh," because they're going to do a pregame show for the Packers uh, and at the watch party where they're going to be. And I said, hey. We'll be set up and ready to go at nice ash if they wanted to do crosstalk, you know, and then just kind of like do a show together. I'd be happy to do that. And they said that we don't have anybody back in the studios to push the buttons to flip it back and forth. So I, I said, Well, either we gotta get Connor to come in early if we wanted to do that, or if you're out there hanging around you got nothing to do, flip a button and we're good to go. But thought I'd throw it out there. So unless of course you're coming over to well, Waukesha and come and hang out with us.
1: I don't know. I but well now I've I might need to leverage my position. It sounds like I'm in demand I on Sunday for, for different <laughs> I things. Would. I'd leverage it for at least a Quick Trip gift card. I'd do that right now, Ooh, no doubt. I love yeah. that. Uh, the Red Baron in Edgerton, by the way, is uh, what a listener just the tweeted at me. I'm going to assume okay. that that's correct.
0: Good, good. The Red Baron in Edgerton. Okay, I'll make sure we mention that too because those guys are going to be there. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, we, uh, I, I got some assessment stuff I want to do today, uh, and I think it's fair. I was sitting uh, we were talking last night and we got in uh, Mark and I got into this discussion about Matt LaFleur and uh, they they listen and his friends listen and such and they were asking me uh, a couple of different questions about Matt LaFleur and I said th- I said you know what that I I wrote it down because it was it was an intriguing moment for me and so I want to do that when we come back. So when we come back at uh, bottom of the hour we're going to get into the the conversation we have with Mike Clemens from yesterday and I want you to hear that. But I also, I've got a question and uh, that I want to I wanna throw out there when we come back. So just stay right where you're at. Broadcasting live, we are in La Crosse, Wisconsin, WKTY Studios out here. And as I had mentioned, we cannot say thanks enough to our friends from Quick Trip. This morning, get up. That's the first place I go. First place I go. Go over to Quick Trip. Grabbed a breakfast sandwich, a couple of waters. Uh, and uh, they have all kinds of different specials and such going on. But the nice thing was is today, because of all the uh, all the times I've been there, uh, I got the breakfast sandwich absolutely free because I added up my points, which is awesome. But if you're out there uh, roaming around right now and maybe you're going to do something for lunch today, they have the whole roasted chicken for $5.99. That's every Monday. They've got the tenders for $9.99 every Wednesday. Tenders are bone-in, $9.99 hand-breaded jumbo giant tenders. That's awesome stuff. Today, you can get the eight-piece chicken tenders $9.99. Nine ninety nine. Don't forget while you're there, if you're going to pick up anything like bread, milk, eggs, all that kind of good stuff, the uh, Nature's Touch uh, gallon of milk, two ninety nine for skim, two percent, one percent, all that good stuff too. But uh, every time you go there, swipe that card, punch in your phone number, whatever it may be, and use your Quick Rewards card, because like me, you could go in there in the morning and you can go you can ring it up and you get your big water and all that kind of stuff, and then they say, oh, your breakfast sandwich is free. It's like hot, hot damn, and it tastes even better. Good stuff from our friends at Quick Trip. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up now. Good to have you. Hey, our friends over at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, they're saying, ah, it's never too late. Maybe you're feeling it now. This weekend, you're going to feel it coming in next Monday. High of one degree. Hide the naughty bits. That's for damn sure. Whether it's wood windows, impervia, Vinyl, they've got something for everybody, something for everybody's budget, uh, and you keep the cold out and the heat inside, and they're going to help it kick it, uh, kick it up through the January blues. Look, if you book by the 31st of this month, you get 0% interest for up to 36 months. You heard it right. 0% for 36 months. If you get it on the books, book it. Just call them right now. Say, I want the free in-home consultation. It's that simple. That simple. Just book it right now. And uh, you don't have to sign the paperwork today, but just get an estimate. And Pella's premium wood windows, patio doors, they're awesome. I've been talking about them for a long, long time. Whether it's the toe kick for safety and security on the doors that lock them up, or it's the windows that lock tight, or the beautification from the street, the economical factor on the inside, traditional, contemporary, whatever it may be, hurry right now, right now. Call them. 855-PELLA-WI, 855-PELLA-WI, or go to PELLAWI.com. Get 0% interest for up to 36 months. And book that uh, appointment before the end of the month. Go to PellaWI.com, PellaWI.com, or call them 855-PELLA-WI, 855-PELLA-WI. And they are terrific, terrific windows and doors. Okay, here's my thought. I uh, Midseason, you, you go through the Packers season, and we know that it, it got off to a fast start. Everybody was really amped up and excited about the job that Jordan Love did and Matt Lafleur did. And when you looked at the Packers and and right coming out of the Detroit, uh, Chicago game, we were like, "Wow, that was that was impressive." There's something here. We get it, okay? And then they played the Falcons, and there was a you know, a couple of questionable decisions. Um, they didn't play very well. The defense couldn't set the edge. You know. It's, you know, the run game of the Falcons just dump trucked the the Packers, and you're like, oh, boy, you know, here we go. And then they come back home, their opener, and they didn't do anything until the fourth quarter. And then Jordan Love and the offense finally got it in gear, and they run wild, and they get an 18-17 win. The defense played pretty good, but the offense stunk, and it was really kind of inept. And everybody was joyous. There was joy in Mudville, man. But I remember doing the post-game show at Burkle's one block over, and I said at the time, a win is the ultimate deodorant, but there is still stink here. And then for the next four weeks, we saw stink. I mean, just wretched, putrid stink. They got drilled by the Lions. They got beat by the Broncos. Got beat by the Raiders. I mean, it was just bad. Bad football. Max Crosby was eating up Jordan Love, and... Love looked off and, and the play calling wasn't creative and the, the defense was, you know, playing okay. They were playing well enough to win, but it was, quote, complimentary football that wasn't. And then they got a win, that 20-3 to win over the Rams, and you're like, wow, okay, maybe, maybe they've turned the corner. And then right after that, they go in and they play the Pittsburgh Steelers and they got beat. But you saw something, right? But remember at that point in time, and I know it's it's what I did, so I'm 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 pointing this this arrow this finger at myself. So I had said at the time, maybe the talent isn't here. Either Matt Lafleur is not the coach we thought he was, because there was a lot of criticism of Matt Lafleur, or the talent isn't here, and you got to pick kind of one, you know, because if the talent's there, that means that the coaching staff sucks. And if the the talent's not there, that means the front office stinks. So we we started to evaluate. You know, we're six seven games into this season. You know, much like when you know Mark Murphy said it'll probably take us seven or eight games to figure things out. We're six seven games in, and I said at the time, man, I'm like. I don't know. If this defense continues to play poorly and we're watching them get beat by uh, the Steelers and then they came back and they got some wins, the Chargers, the Lions, the Chiefs, and then all of a sudden you get those back-to-back losses and you take it to the, to the Giants and the Buccaneers and the Buccaneers, man, you know, a perfect quarterback rating for Baker Mayfield and we're all over the Joe Barry train, right? We're blowing that thing up and then, you know, hey, it's it's not Joe Barry's fault, it's Matt LaFleur's fault and he should be fired because he hung on to this guy and and now you kind of you have to reevaluate because this team did something that we didn't think was possible. They took a few lumps, and you can say, okay, you probably won one you shouldn't have and lost one you shouldn't have, but they took a few lumps. And now we go from Matt LaFleur's lost the team or appeared to be losing the team to that impressive performance coming off of the Jair Alexander suspension to beating the Vikings in a pretty formidable fashion, to then turning around and, and, and knocking off the Bears in a strong fashion at home and looking good doing it. Now, I know it's the Bears. People are going to qualify every win and say, well, it's really not that good. But now that the season has culminated, we're going to the postseason. And I, I, I say that in capital letters at the end of that sentence. They are now going to the postseason, something that we never thought possible. Um, now you got to reevaluate. And I know it's a, you can waver via your opinion. And I think the, the people that, that do waver and do look at things in a reality rather than just in an emotional light, um, you're, you're being pretty honest with yourself, but I gotta be honest. I, I, I thought Matt LaFleur wasn't impressive mid-season. I thought, boy, I, what I expected was not what we were getting. And I don't know what went on behind closed doors. I don't know what he did. But in the here and the now, I got I to gotta give, give him some praise. For as much as we can pound on the head coach, as much as we can look at him and say, you know, hey, you wrapped your arms around the boat anchor that is Joe Barry, and you were going to live or die with this guy, um, whatever you did over the last two, three weeks to rally this thing and, try to, and just keep it all together – I don't know what's going to come of the rest of his coaching tenure in Green Bay, but, but that portion of it, he's had some impressive moments. His first season, wrapping his arms around the organization, lifting it back up, taking it to a 13-3 and record, that was impressive. Because if it was that easy, then Mike McCarthy would have done it the year before or Aaron Rodgers would have done it the year before, especially for his guy Joe Philbin down the stretch after Mike was fired, that they would have won for Joe and they didn't, remember. So for what Matt LaFleur did was impressive. Two years after that, we're kind of spent massaging the ego uh, of the quarterback. We now know it's more evident now than it ever was. But for what he's done this year and kind of keeping this thing afloat, and I think he was a guy at the end of his rope a couple of times but was able to kind of you know, kind of keep everything buoyed, I, I thought he did a pretty good job. Uh, I really do. So we're going to get into that after the top of the hour. So I wanted to bring that up today. But I want, I, I, want it, I want it to be something that you think about. And we'll talk more about that coming up here in a little bit. Uh, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Mike Clemens, you're going to hear that conversation from yesterday, brought to you by Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. More to come. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. back to the program. Glad to have you. This uh, yesterday was a conversation, Mike Clemens and I. An odd day for Mike to join us on a Tuesday, but we wanted to wrap a few things up. This is Mike and I yesterday. Take a listen. Joining us down on the hotline, our guy, Mike Clemens, standing by. Um, you know, Mike, uh, a lot of talk yesterday. Obviously, you got love uh, to Jane and Reed, which is what we were listening to there, and everybody's jumping on the love train, no doubt about it. Uh, but now it's all for real because now you get a sense as to what the intensity is going to be, the ratcheted up intensity, taking it down to Dallas, down, going down to see Mike, Mike McCarthy. Not that many of these guys on this team were there when Mike McCarthy was here, but, you know, knowing what's at stake, Mike McCarthy certainly got a ton of pressure on him after Jerry Jones said, let's take it a game at a time before securing Mike's job. There's a lot going on, a lot riding on this thing.
2: Yeah, you know, I got to look at the roster. How many McCarthy guys are left? Elton Jenkins is the first one that comes to mind. Jordan Love, no? Nah? Yeah. No, he wasn't here. No, yeah. Jordan. No, it was, that was Lafleur. I mean, yeah. you know, time passes quickly. Time passes quickly. Um, or maybe, I think Elton actually was, was Lafleur's first year, too, was, came in as a rookie in that yeah. game down in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I had some clips here I wanted to play. Are we going to be able to play them? Do we know? Hope so. Yeah, I hope so. We'll I see. Think we'll think see so, we Mike. Go.
1: I think hopefully that okay. first one was just a little buggy. I think we're good.
2: Well, yeah. What well, we're tr- tr- I don't know what the folks are able to hear, but it was this you know this fifty nine yard pass from Jordan Love to Jaden Reed, and uh, I just thought that was just such a great looking play, and to me it looked like it was just a little you know Reed is wide is lined up wide left and in kind of a bunch formation, and Jordan Love gets the ball over there to him, and he makes a couple steps, and he turns right, and he cuts through the Bears secondary at a 45-degree angle, and you know, the good runners do that. Sean Alexander was a great running back for the Seattle Seahawks. He's so smart in the way he took his angles, not necessarily the fastest guy, but a smart runner that way, and so actually, it turns out that this play was a little bit of an audible on the part of of, of uh, Jordan Love. He says that the Bears were in a cover two defense, so he's lined up wide left with you know a guy or two around him, and and he's looking across at a corner and then a safety that's a few yards off the ball. So he's kind of like double teamed, and 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 usually you're supposed to run like a slant, and somehow he just goes a couple yards downfield, and Jordan Love finds this little hole in that bunch of, you know, Bears defenders, makes a, a, an unbelievable throw. And then he's able to turn that thing to the right and take it up on a 59-yard pass play. This is Jaden Reed, the receiver.
1: Uh, I think it was covered, too, you know. Uh, so it
0: was a cloud on that side. He tried to reroute me, and uh, I hit the uh, – Jordan hit the whole shot,
2: and, you know, I ran down the sideline open. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. When he tried to reroute me, you know, me and Jordan, you know, Recognize the coverage, and you know, that was a great whole shot by
0: Jordan.
1: And you know, I was able to run out there,
0: Mike. Uh, which it's true. I mean, look, uh, the connection has been certainly good. And Jaden Reed, I- I'll tell you this, he has been impressive. Uh, you talk about a rookie campaign, it's uh, it- it's it's been really, really impressive. I thought he'd be more of just a-, a stabilizing move the sticks slot receiver, but he's found his way all over the field. So I- I've been impressed with what Jaden Reed has done.
2: Boy, they got him in the backfield for crying out loud, yeah. right? They got yep. him, you know, before Aaron Jones was able to come back. They're using him as, a, as an end sweep, as a, as a jet sweep guy. They're using him everywhere because he's smart. He's super football smart. Um, he works very hard at studying. He's been a leader, getting this receivers group together on. Tuesdays to review. Okay, what did we miss this time? How can we, you know, do this better? What was the coach trying to tell us? That kind of thing. What are the things that you're? What's Jordan got to say about this? And he, and he, and he demands a lot of himself. Like you know, every time he catches a ball in in practice, it's got to be a touchdown with him. And and he got caught from behind. Well, it's amazing he's even out there with this. He might be out there playing with turf toe. He got hurt, really hurt bad in the Buccaneers mm-hmm. game. And so he says the punishment for getting caught from behind in the wide receiver room is 10 push-ups.
0: I honestly felt slow. Uh, I felt slow in that play. I got caught. You so, got up uh, the sideline quick. It's all good. I did my little 10 push-ups, and, you know, I'm going to score next time. So.
2: <laughs> so catching, getting caught from behind is push-ups?
0: Yeah. Getting caught from behind is the push-ups, which, you know what? Those little things inside locker rooms, they matter. Uh, cause guys pay attention to the little things guys are holding other guys accountable. So I, I, I like that. Speaking of that, I, I know Matt LaFleur when he was talking about, you know, uh, about audibles and about, uh, you know, Jordan Love calling plays and plays that he wanted to run versus plays that didn't. And one that was called, but it didn't work out. And he's glad it didn't work out because he audibled out of it. I mean, I was listening to that whole exchange and it, it's, it's good to know that Jordan Love has now got a full, you know, kind of grasp of this offense.
2: Yeah, and don't let that be a red flag to fans listening right now, like, oh God, this he's already getting off the you know, the little floor playbook. No, no. Jordan Love is making the kinds of adjustments that you want this guy to make within within what you know LaFleur's got for the can, as they call it, you know, the, mm-hmm. the backup play. And so he was asked now, did he audible into what turned out to be the biggest yard gainer against the Bears Sunday night? And and also Did did Jaden Reed? Did he actually step out of bounds before he caught the ball? Well, really, we were supposed to get out of the play versus that look,
3: and I'm glad he didn't. Sometimes it's not always how you design it, and um, but it's uh, we basically got two clear out routes, uh, and Jordan saw a hole in there. There was a hole, uh, and and he made a hell of a throw. And Jay Reed, uh, it was pretty close whether or not he was. On the line, um, after looking at it, I, I don't think he was, but uh, I didn't I didn't check out the TV copy or anything like that, so I, you, you guys might know better than me, but just from the coach's copy, I didn't think he, but it was It was pretty close. It was just a heck of a play by those two guys.
0: You know, Mike, uh, the only thing that I can point to really in this game, other than the Andrews Carlson missed field goal where they had an opportunity, was just before half and uh, kind of the mismanagement with eleven seconds to go trying to get another play in trying to get something into the end zone and when they didn't they get shoved out of bounds to the point where it really wasn't out of bounds because he didn't have forward progress and they kept the clock moving and thus they run out of time that was that to me was kind of a, a mismanaged hiccup
2: yeah that's that's something that's like okay you guys have been good this young team has been good at two-minute offense but, you know, you blew a possible scoring opportunity there when you're trying to run back up to the ball, and now there isn't even enough time to clock it. You know, so they threw this pass to Dontavian Wicks over there on the sidelines. But this Tyreek Stevenson, this guy, that's number 29, he made a couple of huge plays in this game. He Remember, he's the one that knocked the ball out of romeo dobbs hands that could have been a touchdown and then on this one he's there in coverage of wicks and keep preventing him from going out of bounds to stop the clock with maybe 11 seconds in the first half so i asked Lafleur, what happened on that play yesterday
3: yeah that was a heck of a play by stevenson you know he was off further than i even when i went back and watched it, he was off at like 12 yards i think there are some things that we got to do from a just a coaching perspective where we can't allow our wideouts to tighten down their split that far so it's like a bang bang play on the sideline um we were way too tight um and that that's that's on me that's my fault because we we tend to do that with some of our concepts depending on what's called and so i don't expect the you know a young wideout in that situation to to think any different so that 100 percent is on me
0: that's a learning experience, not just for Matt LaFleur, but let's be honest, it's a learning experience for Jordan Love. If you don't have the end zone, you got to just toss it out of bounds, live to fight another day, and take the three. Another quarterback
2: might have blamed it on the young receiver. Instead, Jordan <laughs> Love says, you know, you, you know what? I should have just thrown it out of bounds and settled for a field goal. Right. Here's Jordan.
0: Yeah, you know, that last play, um... You know, we had double out routes called on both sides. And, um, you know, when I got the snap, I, I felt the corner triggering it pretty hard. So I wish I would have just thrown it out of bounds right there um, and just went for the field goal right after that. But, uh, you know, threw it to, to Wicks right there. And uh, the DB made a great play being able to tackle him going backwards. So, um, you know, obviously that's a play I, I, I'll learn from um, and just stack that in memory bank and move forward. But just wish I would have just thrown the ball away right there. Now, Mike, you and I have both wondered out loud why some of these guys have been so wide open. I I, I don't see a team that's loaded with this 4-2 speed. I don't see a team that has this incredible leaping ability or this downfield threat that's been so prolific. But yet, week in and week out, we've seen Reed get open, Dobbs get open, Bo Melton has been about as open as open can be. They have not played a lot of press man, and now the Bears are saying, well, they're fake tough and this and that. What is it about these wide receivers like Jaden Reed and Bo Melton? These guys are so wide open, man.
2: I, I, I know. I, it reminds me of that game when the Vikings beat the Packers in the opener and Justin Jefferson was ripping through, you know, Joe Barry's secondary wide open play after play. And so, you know, when we were up in Minnesota, it's like you see Love, he's set, and the timing is really good, now you see, okay, where's the ball going? Oh, oh my God, 80 is wide open in the, in the end zone, Bo Melton with a touchdown. And then you look back at the field and you realize there's two other guys that Love could have thrown to as well. So I, I asked Love, I asked Lafleur about this. He thought this was kind of a weird question, but I said, man, you got receivers like Jaden Reed, Bo Melton. you got two or three guys wide open across the field against the Vikings and the Bears in the secondary. What's going on?
3: I mean, it just depends on the concept and the coverage contour and how the defense responds. But certainly we, we try to game plan guys and try to get them open. It doesn't always happen that way. But I think, you know, the, I think the wideouts have done a really nice job, um, you know, just using their speed, coming off the ball. That's one thing that we always really talk to them about and, and drill and coach. And it's just the pad level of how you come, up, come off the ball. And those guys are doing a good job with that.
0: Let's do this. We're going to step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more to get to. Mike Clemens standing by this portion of the program, as always, brought to you by our friends at the Bay Motel in Green Bay. The Bay Motel is quiet, cozy, and comfortable, perfect for that family stay in the Bay Family Restaurant. Opens and, uh, 365, man. They've got all kinds of great food. They've got home style cooking seven days a week. It's just a great place to go. Uh, and the Bay Family restaurant, uh, as I had mentioned, is got that hot chili waiting for you. If you're going to be out there shoveling today, you want to swing by and pick some of that stuff up also on South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them today for reservations. 920-494-3441. That's the Bay Motel dot com. The Bay Motel Green Bay dot com. More with Mike Clement. Program, uh, that was Mike Clemens in the last segment. So you got a chance to take a listen to kind of what Mike had to say and, and just breaking a few things down when it came to this uh, this Packers team. and Some interesting stuff. Some interesting stuff. And we wanted to make sure you got uh, some of that. I, I want to go back after the top of the hour. I want to get back because we only got a couple of minutes here. But I want to get back into kind of the assessment. We went through the mid-portion of the season in regards to the uh, the Packers and where they were at. And, you know, coming out of that, uh, that, that that game that they lost in Atlanta, they didn't do anything, remember, for three quarters, almost booed off the field at halftime, not able to put up any points until they scored 18 against New Orleans in the home opener. And then after that, they went on this, this, this losing streak, and they lost to the Raiders, they lost to the Broncos, they finally got the win against the Rams. But then you lose to the Steelers, but you saw something. You know, you saw something, and then they start. They started winning. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Lions. They beat the Chiefs. And then you stub your toe mightily in New York against the Giants, and then you just get drilled by Baker Mayfield and company, and you're kind of wondering, you know, did you buy into fool's gold here, you know? And then everything started to come correct again, and they win three straight. Now, it wasn't pretty against the Panthers, I admit that, but they win three straight. They put themselves in must-win situations. They put themselves into the postseason because we're sitting here now – as the Packers get back on the practice field today, going to the postseason, something that many thought that they just couldn't do, including myself. So now the reassessment begins. Of and I'd said it in the last segment before we went and you know kind of reheard what Mike had to say um, was, now what? What do you think? So, I think it's a lot of uh, a fair open chatter about the evaluation of. Jordan Love, about the evaluation of Matt LaFleur. Um, I'm I'm not – the number one question that was asked to me last night was, well, what do you think? You know, you think of the last couple of games, and, man, if, if the Packers' defense plays really well in this one, did Joe Barry keep his job? I still don't think so. And the reason I, I'll say that is because Matt LaFleur was asked specifically, specifically on Monday, about Joe Barry. And he said – it is a – it's a day-to-day, week-to-week thing or whatever. He he did not put his stamp of approval. I mean, he had a chance to, at that point in time to say, no, Joe's our guy. Joe's our guy. No, Joe's our guy. No problem. You know, it was some th- communication things because we had heard this before, you know, the communication issue stuff. And we all kept saying, you know, wait, we, it's, you're 15 weeks into the season. What do you mean communication, you know? And so I, I – I, I I look at Matt LaFleur, and I think, okay, I don't know what's there that's great. I don't know what's there that's terrible. But I know that every time you start to look at him and go, mm, I don't know if he's the guy, he, he brings you back. He brings you back. So... I, I got to give him credit for that. And, you know, the obvious thought is that, you know, hey, if Joe Barry goes, which we all assume he's going to, um, who then becomes the next defensive coordinator, well, you're going to have – you know, Vrabel's the first guy that comes to mind because they've got a working relationship. And if Vrabel if, – if the Patriots, which were expected to hear something most likely today or tomorrow from the Patriots organization about Bill Belichick's job, but you got to figure that if uh, Vrabel's available, he would probably be a guy that, that could end up coming here. And then, in addition to that, um, Wink Martindale, uh, who is expected to resign with the, the, the uh, Giants. Now, if he resigns, he may not be a free agent. You, there may be compensation. So, he may have a more difficult time finding his way into another defensive coordinator's position right away if he resigns. But apparently, he had, him and head coach Brian Dable yesterday got into a – or on Monday got into a screaming match where some uh, expletives were thrown And uh, Wink Martindale's expected to leave the Giants, but uh, we'll talk more about this. I want your evaluation of Matt LaFleur. A fair, honest opinion and evaluation of Matt LaFleur coming up in the next hour. Fast first hour. Really good stuff. Really good stuff today. 877 867 1670. 877 867 1670. More of the Bill Michael show coming up next.